understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to another episode of The Stranded Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Hurley, and y'all... I know it's the holiday season. It's the month of December. You either go one of two ways. You can get caught up, let your foot off the gas and get super lazy, which I'm totally at fault for at times. But you can also grind your life away and you can become really inspired. And I came across a woman this year uh, that actually my boyfriend introduced me to via the gram. And I could not believe my eyes. And It wasn't just because she's a rock star at marketing. It wasn't just because she's the founder of Adventure, Adventure Marketing. It wasn't because she's drop dead gorgeous. It wasn't because she's taken Tampa by storm. It was all of those things and because this girl just turned 23. 23. So if you're sitting there having excuses, I want you to know that you have none. Because this girl is getting it and taking Tampa by storm. So I am so excited to introduce you guys to this rock star, our guest today, Alicia Waldner. Wow. I don't know (laughs) how I'm going to be able to compare with that one. Thank you so much, Jessica. That was a wonderful intro. And I'm so thankful to be on your podcast today. I, I love what you're doing. And I'm very excited to share my story and be a part of it. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm like, it's like when you see someone as a founder of a company, right? And I'm just giving like this fangirlish side of when someone finds someone on Instagram and they're like, wow, she's doing so much better than me. I was like giving you this silent hand clap when I saw like everything that you have created in a year and that you were so young. I was like, there's women out there trying to find themselves, discover their focus, you know, still going out, still clubbing, still drinking their life away. And here you are straight out of college getting it. Oh, thank you. And I I really appreciate that a lot. And, um, one of the things, especially with Instagram too, I mean, we're the people always are looking at other, especially women, you know, we're always looking at other women that we want to be like, or have the life like, and we always question, you know, why isn't that me? Why can't that be me? And one of the biggest things and I know it's going to be a trending topic in our conversation today is, is to, to realize that they're no different than what you are capable of doing. And I would look at like a lot of girl bosses and be like, oh my God, this person's killing it. They're doing X, Y, and Z. And you know, if only someone could take me seriously, like they're like they're being treated and they're viewed in, in the public. And it really just takes that mindset to realize that they're no different and you just kind of have to go for it. So even myself, you know, two, three years ago, I would look at people and be like, how, you know, only if, but really the only difference between the how and the only if is, is if you're going to set your mind right and just go for it. And that's what I've done the past few years and explains a lot of what I've been able to do the past year. Wow. So mindset. So there's so much behind that word mindset. We throw it around so loosely, but seriously, that's exactly what it is. I mean, if I was totally honest, full disclosure, when I did find you, I think I've been following you for like six months now. It took me forever to ask you because in my mind, I was like, this girl's a boss. She's going to be like, I don't have time for your little podcast. Like, (laughs) because (laughs) I was so impressed by what you had done. But I think 
I just want to point that out that you're the nicest person I've ever met, by the way, just based off our conversations prior to this podcast. But so I was so wrong. But how often, like you're saying that we get caught up on this person's where I want to be, you know, their boss life, and they're so much better than me. And they they must be aligned, you know, they must have been given this, this opportunity, or it was handed to them, or they were, you know, raised by intelligent parents or went to an Ivy League school or whatever it was, your story is so much different than that. So I can't wait. I really want you to tell tell us about you, you know, native to Connecticut and kind of how you started out and a little bit about your life. Of course, of course. So yes, not going back into what you just said, nothing was handed to me, nothing, you know, I didn't come from parents that really were crazy about education and especially entrepreneurship actually had little to zero support from my parents when I first decided to do this entire thing. Definitely, we can tap into that later. So yes, I grew up in Connecticut, Middletown, Connecticut. Um, I went to originally went to a state school in Connecticut, uh, because I was paying for everything on my own. So it was one of those things, you know, am I gonna go to a college and spend $40,000 and be in hundreds of thousand dollars of debt when I get out? Or am I going to go the cheaper route? So my first year, it's what I decided to do. I went to Southern Connecticut, like I said, and the entire time I was just feeling like I was cheating myself. And the reason was is because a year prior, I did come visit University of Tampa. Uh, and it's very odd to say, and I, I always find it weird when I say it, but I truly got this euphoric feeling when I came to Tampa. I realized that this was a place that I was going to grow. And I don't know why I felt that, but I did. And God was that feeling so true. So anyway, that, that feeling kind of haunted me my entire year at this at the school in Connecticut. And eventually I said to myself that, you know, I just got to make that investment in, in my life, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to live with what if, if I went to UT or if I just stayed in Connecticut. So I decided to go to University of Tampa and right when I got there, I was like, all right, Alicia, you know, you're, you, this is a big loan that you just took out. And it's either you're going to keep your head down and focus on what it is that brought you here and what, what you're trying to get out of here, or you can get lost in doing other things and fall off track and waste, you know, the dollars that you're putting up to be here. And thankfully, I stayed on track. And when I got here, my goal was to find an internship in my field. Um, and just hopefully, you know, make that a job when I graduate. So I transferred down here my sophomore year, uh, and I started serving at, I'll be honest with it, with you, um, Hooters. And Shut it up. <laughs> serving at Hooters. And cause I knew I was going to make a lot of money from that. And it was right. fun. I'm in college. And so I was serving there for a while. I was serving there every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and when I say that, and I mean that, I mean, I did not go out. It was kind of sucked at first because I didn't really get to meet people and get to really live the college experience being here. Uh, but I really just, like I said, I knew I was taking a lot, a lot of risk with money financially. So I knew I had to work so I, and, and pay my bills and anything that I wanted. So I worked there and thankfully one day, I mean, I had this, my personality, I kind of talked to everybody and one of the best advice that I can give to any entrepreneur or anybody trying to be successful is, you know, always putting, talking to people, engaging with others, because you never know where a com small conversation can lead to. A uh, prime example is right here. I was working and I saw a girl that came in in joggers clothes and I went up to her because I am into fitness and I said to her, you know, where, where were you just running? I can tell you were on a run. And we started, you know, just chit chatting and this conversation turned into, oh, you know, I work at a medical marketing firm 
you know, I do this and that with them. And I just kept asking her questions because I'm like, oh my God, marketing, like, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to school for, but I don't know a thing. And I, I felt like, you know, a complete child because I was like, just asking her all these random questions about marketing, but I was really intrigued. And thankfully she liked, you know, my energy. And she's like, well, you know, if, if, since you have so many questions about this, why don't you come in and see the office for a day? And so I, I was, I was so scared by the way. I mean, I, my <laughs> First time being going to like a business atmosphere or just an office really in general. And God, I mean, the entire time I was legit, like sweating in the car, freaking out, felt like I was going to black out. I was so nervous. <laughs> and I don't really get nervous, but this is just something I've never done before. And I was like, what are they going to think of me? I mean, all these thoughts. So anyway, I went in there and it went so well. The people were very inviting, so inviting that they said, you know, why don't you come back when you want? If, if you want to learn, we'll teach you. You can kind of be our intern. So best thing that ever happened to me by far. Um, I went there pretty much every day after that. I took full advantage of come whenever you want. I showed up every single day <laughs> and I took on any job that they told me and I really, they allowed me to grow. And that's one thing that the company they invested in me. They invested time. They saw potential in me. Honestly, as just an intern, they got a lot out of me. But not only that, but I got a lot out of them because without that, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. So anyway, I was there. You said internship. Was this unpaid? Yes. Yeah, so it was unpaid for about six months. Wow. Very long time. I'm with my company now. That's not the way that we do, would do things. But like I said, I mean, the, the money isn't even comparable to the opportunity that they gave me. So yeah, but it, it was so worth it. And it's, it's too, it's not like I had set hours there. It was, you know, kind of come as you please, but I'm the one who chose to kind of come as long as I could. Right. Because <laughs> I just, I loved it. You were hungry for it. I was so hungry, so hungry. But yeah, so when I was there, you know, obviously I learned a lot. I grew as a person um, and I knew eventually that I wanted to be my own boss. And kind of after a year of being there and having this, you know, solid year of marketing experience and exposure, I met my business partner who kind of, he does the opposite of what I do. So he's the creative, he does graphic design, photo, and I am the, you know, mark strategist. I'm a data oriented, very was learning this SEO strongly then. So that's kind of what I was good at. And we tried to start the company because we realized, hey, we do different things and we can kind of work off of each other. And it was called at the beginning. I mean, we were 20. We we're 20 years old, still in school, not really too much experience to back us up at all. But somehow how we were able to convince a small business owner in the area at, at 20 years old that we can do her marketing. And we formed the company and it was called A to Z Marketing. Um, <laughs> not, not too proud of the name, but my business partner, his name is Zach. And so we thought A to Z was very clever. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the business ended up failing, not because of the name being so awful, surprisingly, but just failing because there was so much we still had to learn. Definitely will admit it wasn't a best fit with the client that we ended up getting. But also too, at the time, it wasn't a best fit for us because we, I mean, it was our first time really putting ourselves out there. I still had so much to learn in the field that I don't even think that I would have done an a, amazing job if we kept pushing forward. So it was one of those things where we just kind of had to own it and say, you know what, this isn't for us right now. And we did that. So we went completely separate for a while. And then I really just wanted to build up my own freelance in the area. I started learning about this word freelance due to a new person that started at RMS who was actively doing that before 
So I started building up my freelance and just working with small business owners on a very, very small scale. Um, I mean, I was doing small like content creation posts. I was changing out some things on their website to social media. It wasn't anything over the top. It wasn't very subscription based. It was hourly, but it was a start. Right. Yeah. You knew you had to continue to educate yourself at this point. And I think most people like you and Zach go at this, you make your best effort. It doesn't work out. Most people would have dissolved everything and then probably never tried to do this again. Exactly. And it, it was discouraging. I mean, for sure. I mean, I posted it on social media. We had our logo. We were starting to figure out building our website. And then it just went down the drain. And I felt like, oh, my God, I, I just launched this. And now I look like a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you know, that that kind of hurt. But then I was like, you know what, you know, maybe it's just not the right time for me right now. And, and that's, and that's, and not to say that I don't think that if we kept trying that it, we wouldn't have figured out a formula, but I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And if Zach and I didn't try to start this, then I don't think we ever would have come to terms of ever trying it in the future. Well, you got to fail to learn. It's part of the process. People want to skip that part. Oh, exactly. And I mean, even where I'm at now, we're failing every single day, but it's funny because I don't even see those failures as failures. And even in the moment, I'm not sitting there like with my head down, like crying. I'm like, all right, we're in a hole. How do we get out of it? And then we get out of it. And I don't even look back. And then I don't even think like I, you know, people are ask all the time, you know, how many times have you actually failed? And I'm like, when did we fail? And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, every day, we failed a lot. (laughs) Really messed up. But that's all in mindset and confidence and skill level and competence. And just like, that's a whole different mindset is that you've already failed once you overcame. Now you are truly doing what you love and you know, you can do it. So it's like that failing forward, you know, it's part of the process. You're like, okay, moving on. Got it. We didn't do it right. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Like that able to fall and get back up and fall and get back up is like the true skill level of a successful entrepreneur is fall and get back up. Yeah. I mean, you have no choice. And and at the time too, I mean, it's either you're going to sit there, complain or, or be upset that something isn't working, or you're going to do something about it. And that's, that's the real difference of, you know, the successful and and someone that's not successful or is those that can look at failure and just say, Hey, you know what, this is, this is what we're in. Let's figure out how, how the heck do we get out of it now? And just stay positive because if you're not going to be positive, then you're just going to go back. But if you're positive, you're just going to move forward times 10. And that's what I've seen recur, you know, over the past year, especially, uh, there's been many situations where, you know, we're like, how did we get in into this prime example? Uh, we had one of our first, it was our first biggest contract for social media. I think it was possibly, I think around our $40,000. So someone's salary, we were so excited and uh, there it was for social media and the uh, coordination was just not good. We on our, on our end and on their end, and it was just falling out so much. And they, we ended up firing them because we we're like, we can't deal with this anymore. Like you guys are way too much. You're not working with us. And they ended up coming back at us. And I thought they were going to say, good, you know, we don't want to work with you either type thing on a professional level though. They end up saying, wow, we're really shocked by this. Like we wanted to meet with you in person, not to end the relationship, but to fix what's going on. But we were so quick just to pull the trigger uh, that it definitely hurt us. And sometimes, you know, I even look back at it now and I'm like, you know, if only 
we just said yes and met with them in person and tried to fix it instead of just being so frustrated and giving up. Uh, we could have maybe established this relationship and kept that $40,000 contract. Well, here's the reality is there's no blueprint. Mm -hmm. So in school, you learn everything. They tell you how to do everything, apparently. And it, uh, apparently, it's only done one way. So mm -hmm. you're learning everything in your business the hard way. Almost like you literally have to do it, mess it up, and try again. Exactly. Exactly. And people think that, oh, you know, like I need experience, you know, in the field to, to really be able to have a business and scale it. You know, I need at least five years, I need 10 years, or, you know, I need to be this age in order to do it because, you know, you can't have a successful business being this young. And it, I find that, you know, so funny because it's so, it's, I don't want to say it's wrong, but it's just you, age and experience means nothing when it comes to a business. When you are, especially when you are the first starting a business, I mean, it is like you said, there's no blueprint for it. And no matter who, who's done it and how they've done it before successfully, even the same type of business that you're doing, you are still learning on your own. Yeah. Um, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different start. And it's, there's, it's not plug and chug. It's, it's plug and plug and redo and mess rewind up. and yeah, and rewind and start over and throw everything you know on the floor and you know pick it up like it's it's crazy and age can't teach you that and experience can't teach you that as far as you know field goes what's really going to teach you that is you just realizing you know what if I don't start it now I never will and I just something that I just gotta do oh say it again listen even I needed to hear that <laughs> Oh, okay, good. I mean, it's, it's true, though. And, and you know, that's, that's what I faced, too. And that's what we faced, you know, when we did A to Z marketing, you know, we were like, you know, we just made excuses. And I really think that, you know, if we didn't give up so quickly that we could have started this years ago, I don't hold that against myself. But you know, it, it's true, because there really, there was, there were, were some things that I learned, and I built up a network in between that time that really allowed us to scale when we did get start this again. But Really, it's like I said, like we said at the beginning, it's mindset. And if you have that positive mindset, you can accomplish anything. And I know it's cliche, but it's cliche because it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Like that whole story you just told about not even noticing the failures, like that's, that's the power of training your brain. Like mm -hmm. you get to a point where you're so positive because I think I still think there's people that hear this positive, this positivity and this mindset stuff is like foo foo. But even yeah. I did. I tell people on my podcast all the time, three, four years ago, when my boyfriend was reading all these books, I was like, oh, my God, not this self-development stuff again. Oh, my God. Like, and I think he made me watch this like Tony Robbins thing on Netflix. And I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. This is crazy. Well, you guys are crazy. Yeah. And then I read like one book and then two books and watched a few TED Talks and then like a couple here and there. And all of a sudden I just realized I was becoming a, a completely different person. And you don't even have the ability any longer to focus on the failure because you are so full steam ahead and you remain positive and you know how to like, your mind knows how to be like, oh, that's negative. Throw it out. Oh, I'm not, you know, not right now. Like, nope, my mind is believing that that's true, but it's actually not. It's fear or it's this or it's doubt. Get out. Like you have the ability to decipher those things before they even really take control of you. For sure. For sure. And even a, a good thing with that or something to mention is my father uh, did not understand us whatsoever. Oh, I um, bet. And he, yeah, and he is, he is, was a huge impact on my life. He was there most of the time from when I was growing up, um, really my best friend for a while. And when I first told him, Hey, you know, 
that whole thing that I told you of me starting a company, it's called adventure marketing. Well, it's actually a thing and I'm quitting my job tomorrow. He went crazy. Uh, he was like, Alicia, you're, you're, I can't believe you're doing this. You're messing up your life. Like, you know, you are too young to have a business. You, you don't even know what you're doing. You know, are you even making money? Like all this stuff. And although at the time we were kind of making money, we, we were not making enough to support uh, both Zach and I to go full time. So I was giving up, you know, a, a decent base salary that I knew was coming in to absolutely having nothing possibly tomorrow. So it was it was a massive risk and very scary. And to hear my dad pushing it down even more as I'm already terrified, it was really hard. Um, and I like almost like I remember going home that night thinking, you know, he might be right. Like, I'm absolutely insane. Like, how am I going to think at 22 that I can quit my job and have a marketing business when all of these companies out here that own or people that own marketing businesses in the area are 40 plus? Like, how insane am I? And I remember being so upset. But going back to your mindset and how you handle rejection and failure, I, I immediately after an hour, I, I woke up and I was like, no, he is wrong. Like, I, I know I can do this. I Zach and I are already starting a formula. It's starting to kind of work. And if I don't go full force in this now, I will live with what if and never know. And then I'll be that worker that works for someone else, just like my dad, which is not a bad thing. If, so if you want to work for someone else, you love it. Beautiful. But I knew deep down that, that there was a fire inside of me that that's not what's going to be the case with me. And I, you know, I had to push him away. It was really sad. I had to really stop listening to my dad. I didn't talk to him for a little bit because I just, I couldn't have that negativity around me. And although, yes, I lost a lot of his support and I even crazy enough, I wasn't even invited to his wedding because of it. This is how central it was. Yeah. It, I knew I had to do it. And now a year later, he understands it and he sees it and he is very, very proud of me and he supports me. And now when he calls me, one of the first thing he says is how is business going? When before, oh. yes, when before it was, how's that serving job or how much money did you make this weekend? Can you pay your bills with it? Oh <laughs> so, my God. That makes my heart so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So many things I have to ask you after that. Okay. Woo. Rewind. All right. So one, because I think that we are in this like era of influencers saying if you have a burning passion and you have something you want to do, you got to go full force in it. You have to quit your job, blah, 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 blah. When that is just simply doesn't work for so many of us. How when you were running this business and first started out and knew you had income, but it wasn't enough to cover a salary. What was the final decision maker to make you finally say, that's it. I'm quitting tomorrow. Yeah. So great question. Great question. So what made me realize is when we started getting busy to the point that my phone was ringing a good amount that I was sitting at my desk on my at my nine to five and stepping out every hour or so to go on a call. Um, you know, I was I was going to the bathroom. I was saying I had to run to Starbucks, making up every excuse in the book so I can make sure that I'm staying on top of any potential new business that could be coming in for adventure. And it just got to the point that I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to give these clients or potential clients the attention that they need and feedback that they need unless I'm sitting there looking at this as long as I can all day while they're operating their business. I decided, you know, if, if I'm going to try to see if we can scale this, I'm going to have to step back and 
no, I don't have the income for it. Our company is not making that much money. What am I going to do so I can grind during the day and be there and try this to, to make money still and survive? So the only thing that made sense was to get a serving job. And although after not serving for many years, the worst thing that you that in your head is to go back to the hospitality industry, but it's what I had to do. And that's how I was able to at least you know, pay my bills and, and be able to work on the business at the same time. So I'm assuming that everyone heard that and you quit your job the next day. You're like, I'm, I'm doing this thing full time. I'm putting all my energy and my time into it. And then I'm going to pick up a serving job so that I can pay my bills. And then within a few weeks, your business blew up, right? Yeah. So the return from that week, both me and my business partner quit our jobs in November and by January. So that was the end of November. So then we had December and then the Christmas holidays. But by January, beginning of January, we were already starting to scale. Wow. January, we were profitable. So did he take a part-time job as well? So he was working for Tech Data and full time, but he was also in school full time. He's behind me. So he was trying to do this, that, and the other thing. And um, he was with Tech Data for about two, three years. And uh, he expected to have that job when he graduated and planned to do that. So he quit with them before and he was still, he didn't graduate till May of the following year. So he quit his job, still was in school. And thankfully he was a photographer. I mean, that's how we kind of connected and he had a lot of connections in photography. So what we did is we split up the, um, like his business and said, okay, if it's for anything B2B related, that you do photo shoots for that has to feed into the company. But if it's for someone's, you know, personal wedding or, you know, headshots or, you know, their baby shower, that can be your personal income. And he had enough residual clients and with that industry and that side of things that he was able to pull in his weight and make his money that way. Wow. Wow. And within two months, you guys were already scaling. Yep. Within two months, we were already scaling and then profitable by the end of January. And then by March, uh, both of us, like I was able to quit the serving job and he was able to not have to worry about doing those photo shoots anymore, those extra ones, uh, because, I mean, really, we just needed all of our time in it to really start doubling what we were doing at that time. That's okay. So that's, that was gonna be my next question. Two quick questions. So do you think the business got really busy and blew up because of relationships or because of your ability to advertise? So believe it or not, we did not, we still to this day do not do much of our own advertising. I mean, I think our personal advertising budget is under like 500 right now for entire for since we've been open. A lot of it is is due to relationships. We were able to, you know, make these really strong networking connections. One being, if we are talking here in Tampa, so people hearing this will understand Amateur Works. We got in with them without even kind of knowing it. This Zach was actually doing random photo work for B2B. It was for a construction site that called us, or a construction company. And they said, you know, we're working on this, this big, massive building. It was an old railroad station or rail. I forgot exactly what it was prior, but you know, we just need photos of our progress of building this. And so that's what he was doing weekly. And uh, then he met the owner of what's called now Amateur Works and we got in with them. And then that's how our name blew up. Wow. 
Yeah. So we, we helped Amateur Works open before they were even a, a thing. I mean, they were just dirt when we first met them and we helped them figure out their marketing strategy and getting them the content that they need. And still to this day, we do all their photo and video work, everything on their websites, ours. And as they blew up, I mean, we blew up too. That has to be so much fun because every prospect or um, client you work with is a different strategy. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, and that's one of the things that we're kind of working on now. But over the last 2018, we worked with, I mean, everybody and anybody. I mean, we couldn't deny any business, whatever industry you were in, we, we took the job. But now come 2019, I mean, that's completely changing. We're focusing in three different industries. Um, we're still going to take on other jobs, but we're not going to go out there searching for those type of jobs. We're really searching for the certain niche that we're going for. Because ideally, you know, we're going to run ourselves thin if we keep trying to pick up every type every of- Every single job. Yeah, every single job and every type of industry and learning what this industry needs to do and these type of target markets we need to focus on. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. So and it's constantly redoing and creating a formula where if we're able to dominate a formula in three, then we just have to duplicate it. So this 2019 will be your year of no. <laughs> yeah, so 2019 will be our year of no. That is exactly <laughs> right. I'm very excited for it. Scary because it's like, you know, how are we going to turn down a possible big contract? But ideally to scale a business, it's only what makes sense. You can't serve everybody. That's why there are multiple businesses doing the same thing that you're doing, um, but they just do it differently. And that, that's that's what why? Wow. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. But it's like the first year you figured it out. And now it's year two, and it's time to like, kind of niche this thing down and, and take it seriously. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that's what hopefully uh, 2019 is going to bring for us. <laughs> it will trust me. Yes, yes. I, I want to go back to this quitting the job thing. Do you feel like because I know someone's listening to this and is like on the cusp of wanting to quit their job to mm-hmm. really push through their their side what what right now might be their side hustle. Do you think do you look back on it and think that the one thing that was holding you guys back from really scaling and profiting was your full-time jobs? Yes. And the reason for that is just because the way our industry is is they are working 9 to 5. So when People were acquiring our business. It's their marketing manager that it is a nine to five and they, they don't work outside of scope. So uh, we, we weren't able to communicate with them. And there was sometimes that someone would fill out a form fill on our website and we wouldn't see them right away. And they wanted immediate attention and we weren't able to give that. So in order for us to establish those relationships and stay right on a lead, a hot lead, um, we had to we had to buckle down and stay full force. So for those that are stuck in that situation, I mean, ideally what you have to look at, I think, is what makes sense for your business. Can you still scale while doing your nine to five? Is your nine to five going to allow you to be flexible if needed? Are they going to understand? Are they going to are they going to? push you away from it. You know, what, what is, it's, it's going to be different for everybody in that, in because of those factors, but you really have to look at that and think that, okay, let's pretend I was working at nine to five. What would I be doing differently that I'm not able to do now? And if there is a massive difference and you think that there can be a return on that difference, then it's one of those things that you're going to have to go for it. And if you don't go for it now, if having a, having a time block, you know, five years down the road, you're still not going to go for it because nothing is going to change because your business isn't going to be able to scale and you're just going to make an excuse of, oh, well, still not ready. I'm still not ready. But to me, you'll never will be ready. So it's either you do it today or you never do it at all. I love it. Get them. 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so toughest lesson you've learned related to your age, because I feel like there has to be, there had to be some naysayers. There had to be some negativity. There had to be some doubt with you being so young, of course. Cause I mean, look at your dad, right? Yep. So what was the toughest lesson you learned on this journey, creating this business kind of related to being young? Yeah. So, so great question. One of the biggest lessons that I would say I learned from this and is really, we would sometimes go into, and I'm not fond of it. It was, it was I'm, some, I'm still question how people can say this, but we would go into meetings and people would be like, how old are you guys? And I'm like, Oh, are, like, are you kidding me? You just asked my age. And I remember one time we, I mean, we'd always answer and then it'd be like, how do you think that at your age that you can actually do this? And it was just, it was like, you know, when I heard my dad at first, I'm just like, why, why can't people just take me for what I'm worth and what I can actually provide and execute on and what I have proof of and, and take me seriously. But yeah, it was a huge barrier. And really the lesson is, is to, that I learned is that, People are going to judge you. People are going to put you down, just like my dad, who was so unexpected. But it's up to you to ignore that, realize that, okay, so if this person doesn't want to work with me because they don't think I'm old enough and I can handle the job, okay, there's someone else out there that will. So going back to that failure and realizing that whatever setback they're trying to put on you about your age doesn't matter. And there's someone else out there that is going to realize there is potential in you. So that's the biggest lesson I learned, you know, just ignore it, move on. And to me, prove it to them, show it to them down the road that, Hey, listen, you probably should have went with my company because we kind of know what we're doing. And now we've got (laughs) this big client, you know? So that's my, that was, I mean, for me, just use it as fuel. And that was one of the biggest lessons, you know, I could sit there and be upset like I was for, you know, that hour when my dad put me down, or I can listen to these clients and or potential clients in meetings as, as failure and be like, oh, they're right. We're not old enough. We're never going to be like our competition. You know, it's going to take us forever to get a client like them or go find their competition and go after them, get them and then scale their marketing. And then they question, Hey, well, who are you working with? Oh, adventure. What? You know, so yep. just use Fuel, and that's that's one of the things I learned, and that's the best thing you can do with any type of rejection, especially when it comes to your age. Use it as fuel. Alicia, that was such an entrepreneur response because that's what my boyfriend says about everything. Same yeah. thing. Use it as fuel. You you feel like they're competition. Use it as fuel. You feel like they they're not happy with you. They don't understand what you're doing. Use it as fuel. Yeah. But this is your second time in the interview mentioning that there was like people or clients that were unhappy with you either, you know, based on your age or what they thought was this like stereotypical version of what you should be doing at your age. And I want to hone in on that so much because you and I had have had a conversation before and talked about how when you graduated from college, which was what, like a year and a half ago, that you were trying to find marketing jobs at first, and you couldn't even score or get past the first interview or score an interview because you were considered inexperienced. Oh my God. Yes. Oh God. Still this day. I mean, I get so agitated about it, but yes, that's completely true. So a week I I talked about me being at the medical marketing firm and I'm so thankful, you know, that I had that opportunity for two and a half years, but a week before I graduated, they caught our entire marketing department and I thought I was going to go full time with them and be there for X amount of years. So it was extremely heartbreaking, but even worse, Going forward, like you said, I was applying to many marketing jobs, a lot that said, you know, you needed at least two years of experience. And I thought, okay, I'm qualified. I know what I'm doing. I've learned all this. I've done it for, you know, almost three years. 
And no, I wasn't even getting callbacks. If I did get any phone interviews or brought in person, made it past the phone interview, it was a sales job. It was, you know, it wasn't anything marketing related. And it was such a huge burden on me. Cause I'm like, why don't they understand? I remember one time convincing someone like, no, I do have experience. And we were going back and forth. Like I was actually arguing in an interview because I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's go to four years of school and get three years of experience at no pay. And then I will consider you an expert in, in this field. Yeah, it, exactly. So it's like, you know, and it's a true battle. And I think that companies are starting to move away from that, from, you know, the conversations I've been hearing, but which is awesome. But you know, it's a huge loss, I think, on their end. I think that especially people that are young and maybe don't have five plus years of experience, that they're the most coachable. And I look back at what that RMS, the medical marketing firm, gave me and gave me. And but even more so how much more I gave them, I was working on weekends just because they gave me so much empowerment and they taught me so much. And I was hourly, I couldn't clock in on the weekends, I just worked to work. And I, I, I gave that company all I had. And if only those companies that I applied for realized that when I was applying, they would have gotten help they would have had a kick ass employee. Right. (laughs) You know, and and as I grow my business, I looked at this and I said, you know, especially too, as we were in the startup phases, as I I like to say now that we're kind of moving out of that. But as we're in startup, especially, you know, we can't hire someone at $40,000 even, you know, how am I going to get someone to do this job for me when I need to start to move away from it in order to scale my business? But how am I going to start bringing employees on? And, you know, everyone has a negative like thought when they think internship, but that's what, what I've done with my company is we start people off as interns, not for very long, two to three months at the max, teach them what we need them to learn, just like my company at RMS did, and then move them on to a part-time employee and then get them on full-time. And that's the model that we've been doing. And uh, we now have an incredible, credible team of people. Still, we have two full-times, which is me and my business partner, and we have three part-times and then a few contractors. But those part-times we're going to be moving to full-time in the next three months. I love this. I love it. I love it because I really think the five years of experience and the extensive resume is dead. Mm -hmm. I think there's a level of innovation that needs to go into so many things that are done on a business aspect now. And I think the 40 somethings and the 50 somethings just don't quite, you know, market the way marketing was taught 30 years ago in school is completely different now. Yeah. And so if you stick with that and you're not considering, you know, the young innovative talent that's out there and not willing to groom them like you are, you're completely missing the boat as a business. For sure. For sure. And definitely variety. I mean, I, I, you definitely, it's great to have those strong SMEs, yeah. uh, but without, like you said, those, the, the young millennials and people coming in, you're just going to end up being dry and you're not going to be up with the trends and you're going to miss out on a huge creative loss. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. There's changes are coming. Yes, they are. They are. And I, you know, I have more conversations. I just one of our biggest clients in the area that we're we're working on right now just said that they're moving towards that too and they're a massive company and I'm like yes we need more of this yes so bring it on yeah so in addition we're my me and my business partner are cons- consulting with that company on helping them establish that internship program because we've done such a good job with our co- our company ah, I love it yeah uh, yeah so that's actually one of my random goals I wanted adventure 
to have one of the strongest um, internship programs that any company has been able to establish. So just to see it kind of happening over the past year has been very rewarding. I love that you're doing this with such a, and I'm not calling your business small, but as you're starting small and you're integrating this into your business already, I love this theory because I I just always think of like, (laughs) I always think of the saying of like with church where they'll say, you know, if you can't give a dollar when you have two, you won't give a, you know, a thousand when you have 2000 or 10,000 when you have 20,000, you have to start early implementing these things into the structure of your budget or the way you give or the way you build. And you're starting early with before you even have a massive team, you're starting with building a extensive internship program that is going to give young people opportunities. Oh, yep. Yep. And it's scary too, right? Because there's a lot of risk involved. Yep. But because I've been there, and I've seen myself grow as a person, and as an employee and as a marketer that I know if it's done and it's done with the right people that the formula is there and uh, you'll be able to grow just like you would if you hired someone that has 10 years of experience. Absolutely. So last question, because I'm not going to take up all your time because you are a busy woman. Oh, you are fine. (laughs) We talked and um, it's so interesting. You know, we're, we're talking about on this podcast about how, you know, your life right now to most would look you know, great. It looks glamorous. You're a successful founder of a marketing company. Again, homegirls drop dead gorgeous. You know, just so many awesome things are happening right now. But we discussed that this was not always your life. You know, you grew up not being considered the smartest person in the classroom and, you know, being told that you weren't smart and all of, you know, all of these things that children face. So this has not always been your life. Can you like hit on that a little bit? Yes, for sure. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. So it's something that I definitely haven't spoken upon much the past year, but something that should be mentioned more. Yes. Like you said, when I was in high school, uh, it was very hard. I was told, reminded every single day that I, I, as you said, I was stupid. I was dumb. I mean, quote unquote, I got told, you know, at least, you know, I would always get told I had an extra chromosome or I was missing a chromosome or, um, you know, I, one thing I remember saying, Alicia, you know, why are you even applying, applying to college? He goes, even if you get in, you'll never make it past your freshman year. Cause you have to be slightly intelligent to, to get there. What? Yeah, I mean, there was there's so many things that I still remember to this day, you know, years and years later, but I, 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 I believed them after a while, you know, you hear it so much that it's discouraging, I couldn't even raise my hand in class without freaking out or and I remember every time a teacher would call on me, I would, I'd go into panic mode. And I think that, you know, I'm not even going to answer this right. Even if I knew the answer 100%, I would still like, triple guess and 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 like second guess myself and psych myself out and sometimes then I would answer it wrong just because I'm I'm freaking out so much and that would even give them more of a drive just to make fun wow it was bad it sounds like oh you know they just called you stupid but it was something that really uh, I mean I was reminded multiple times a day and I like I said I believe them. And when I started believing them, I, you know, I'd start pointing the fingers like, you know, my parents, you know, didn't teach me well enough. They didn't care about education. They didn't spend enough time with me to, to educate me. Like my friends were educated. I, you know, I just wasn't born smart. You know, I wasn't born to, to have people take me seriously. Like I'm not like them. They're better than me. I'll never be like that. And then I started having all these thoughts and it followed me, you know, really to until my sophomore year of college, 
Um, I first went to, to Southern Connecticut, like I said, and I still was so insecure about uh, approaching anything education-wise, um, even job-related too. I remember looking at internships at my freshman year of college during that time, and I was thinking none of these people would even hire me. They don't, they, they're not going to think I'm smart enough for this. They're not going to think I'm capable. But it really was when I moved to Tampa, and one of the quotes that I, I came up with and when I moved down here and realized this, when I went somewhere, I didn't know anybody at all. I met the most important person myself. And Aww. for me, it took me moving down to Tampa and getting away from all this noise and, and reminders that I had of, you know, high school to realize, you know, that I, I can't, that I am smart and I do have these abilities. I just have to start applying myself and that I am no different than them, even though their parents may have gave them a little bit more attention. That doesn't mean that I can't excel in whatever I want to do. And then funneling into that when I got that internship at the medical marketing firm and real business people started realizing my potential and telling me that I am smart and like actually investing time and getting excited about the work that I was doing and the stuff and how I was growing. I really, it gave me that confidence that I lacked my entire high school career and is a big reason why I'm in the position I am today. So Yes, definitely a, a major barrier and uh, completely night and day now. That's so crazy. Do you see the snowball effect in this where it was like you were bullied and your life could have been so different because eventually it would have been like pent up anger. You probably would have been a different person down the road. And of course, by natural or by nature, you would have begun to truly believe it. I mean, you were already believing it, but it would have become your life. It would have become who you were because it would have been so pinned on you. But by moving down here and just taking one opportunity and taking true advantage of it, it was like a snowball effect after that. You know, you were able to show your skill level, you know, show that you were interested in your excitement and people invested in you. And then it was just a snowball effect after that because you that helped you build your confidence. And building your confidence led to more opportunities and more opportunities. I mean, and then you're going to change lives with this internship program and your business and your skill level and what you guys provide to the Tampa Bay area and on as you grow and all because of the fact that you took advantage of an opportunity. Yep, for sure. For sure. And like I said, that mindset escaping and not letting other people control you and let their thoughts and and what they believe in you take control of what you believe in yourself. And really like, leaving leaving that noise is really is the reason why I'm, I'm in the position I am today and then it just keeps pushing and sometimes I sit back and I'm like mind blown I've, I've done a lot of speaking engagements this year and I've had people well beyond my years look at me as inspirational and if you asked me that you know five years ago I would have called you insane <laughs> <laughs> well you never know where life will take you when you're open-minded and you have a little grit for sure, for sure. And that's and that's one of the things too. And that's that's all I want to give back to other people is to realize, like I've said a few times, you know, there's no different than the person that you admire and yourself. The only differences between you and that person is that person went out there and did it and you're thinking about doing it. Um, so you know, you if if you admire something, you wanna be them, go out there and start working towards it because that's exactly what they did years before they got to where they are. Wow. Girl, you better tell them, tell them. And I got to enter in the interview with this. And I think you just mentioned it several times. And I think ending 2018, I think people need to consider putting this into practice because you even did it with your own father. It's okay 
to want to build your own business, to want to work for yourself, to want to build something that you're passionate about and be willing to understand that you are going to be the weirdo. You're going to be the black sheep. For sure. There's going to be people, even the ones closest to you, like Alicia's dad, that are going to be like, "Mm, I kind of think that sounds stupid. Mm -hmm. You have to know in your heart of hearts that if this is something you want and you could see yourself doing and you desire it, that it's okay next year to shut out the noise for a little while, even the people closest to you and say, "Mm, you're messing up my vibe. Like in order for me to get there, I need you to get out of my way and then I'll come back when I'm ready and I'll prove it to you. And it's like, like you said, you and your dad's relationship is better now than never, but you had to quiet him. You had to put him on mute. Like I did. <laughs> you had to mute him for a little while. <laughs> you had to. And that's, and that's going to happen. You know, I mean, I bet you in, in, in three years, I'm going to run into it again. Um, but it's just one of those things that you just have to know and do what's best for you and, and believe in you. Because if you don't believe in you, then nobody else will ever will. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for your honesty and your vulnerability and your realness and just bringing everything and throwing it on the table tonight. I know that somebody listening to this is, it's going to get them moving in 2019 because based off your story and what you've done so far at the young age of 23 and what you're going to do, this should be motivating in itself to anyone. Uh, Well, I really, really appreciate that. And and for me, that, that's all I want to do is I just want to show people that, you know, I'm not different than them and that they have the same potential to do what I'm doing right now times 300. So so where can anyone uh, stalk you, follow you and follow your journey? Yes, yes. So just like we mentioned before at the gram, I um, often where I push myself and my content and is on Instagram. So you can follow me. My Instagram is my name. So it's A-L-I-C-I-A. W-A-L-D-N-E-R. And you can follow me, DM me. I answer pretty much everyone that takes me you know, seriously and asks about business-related things. So I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to help you in any way, um, connect you with other people here within Tampa. I'm an open book. And uh, my, we can always talk, meet for coffee. I'd, I'd love that. Alicia, you were awesome, girl. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank, and thank you so much for, for this. I'm very, like I said, honored to be here. And God, after this, I just want to keep working for another four hours. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.